private sector activity on the continent registers a mixed picture and we look into what the fast-paced world of digital transformation means for the marketing sector. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse and everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adon. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adon. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC, INM Bank Rwanda. We are on your side. There's a staggering amount of data now available to marketers and mining it can all be difficult without the right strategy, skills and tools. David Balikudembe, Uganda Marketing Society President, in this episode covers the placement of digital transformation in the marketing sector. So the way I can I would answer that is that so most of those uh, interventions are tactical in nature. But to be able to experience true transformation, you need to be strategic. You need to revisit the culture, the objectives, the vision, the values, even before you start addressing um, these other things. So it, it has to be a strategy. First of all, you have to make uh, a deliberate decision that this is the direction you want to take. It has to be long-term. Uh, shortest period of three years um, upwards. So these are other things like influencer marketing are just tactics within the bigger strategy. Um, so for someone to wake up and say I'm going to do influencer marketing is is, is a short time is a short term intervention. It's not it's not sustainable because um, it needs to be integrated with other tools other platforms, other tactics to be able to, to, to lead about sustainable change. So, yeah, like the word you use, proliferation of um, all sorts of uh, people, you get a comedian, doing a, a, a jingle, he becomes a, a marketer. You get, a, you know, someone gets a few followers online, you become a marketer. But whereas those are good things because um, they bring about some uh, short-term wins, but they have to be looked at from a very long-term strategic angle and integrated with other things like you know PR, like uh, uh, so many things to be able to, to read about, to, to, to bring about actual change. And where we're going, marketing needs to position itself to play a more integral role in the, in the bigger organization. Um, we've seen you know, beyond borders, marketing is, is, a, is, is at the forefront of uh, sustainability. Marketing needs to, you know, lead that conversation, sell it to the rest of the organization, and um, sell it to the other stakeholders, investors, customers, employees, um, suppliers, the entire, the entire value chain, and uh, bring about, you know, real change. It's not, um, it's not, it's not that, you know, it's no longer the place of, uh, of the CEO or anything. The CEO is to, needs to be convinced. Um, so where the world is going, where investors are asking about what is your climate change? What are you doing to, to, to make the world a better place? Uh, what is your strategy, what you have strategy on uh, inclusiveness and uh, governance and, and social issues? So my is going to have to play a, bit, a bigger role but most importantly, marketers have got to learn to speak the language that the other stakeholders understand, especially the finance guys, the C-suite 
it's no longer sustainable to talk about uh, top of mind awareness and likes and retweets and reshares. You need to speak to the bottom line. And that is the only way marketers can earn a seat on the table of men. Otherwise, if that is not done, marketing will also be looked at as a cost center and not as um, a revenue generation function. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. Nigeria's trade surplus shrunk slightly to 402 billion naira in September of 2022 from 449 billion in the same month of the previous year. Exports declined by 11.9% year-on-year to a nine-month low of 1,795 billion naira, mainly dragged down by lower shipments of crude oil, manufactured products, energy products, and solid minerals. On the other hand, overseas sales grew primarily for other oil products and agricultural goods. Meanwhile, imports slumped 12.4% to a 17-month low of 1,393 billion naira as a slump in purchases of other oil products outweighed increases in imports of agricultural goods, raw materials, and solid minerals. Kenya's PMI increased to 50.9 in November of 2022 from 50.2 in October as output returned to growth while new orders rose for the third straight month and at a moderate pace that was faster than in October. Employment increased marginally with the backlogs of work declining for the first time since April while purchasing activity rose for the third month in a row. On the cost side, input costs rose amid reports of rising import costs due to the weaker exchange rate, as well as higher taxation and transport costs. Meanwhile, output cost inflation eased. Finally, business sentiment weakened from October's 15-month high. Egypt's PMI dropped to a five-month low of 45.4 in November of 2022 from 47.7 in October. The latest print is the second lowest since June of 2020, extending the current sequence of deterioration in the non-oil private sector to two years amid rapid falls of the pound and intense cost pressures. Both output and new orders fell the most since the initial COVID-19 lockdown in May 2020, while export sales were weak due to slowing global conditions. Also, firms rapidly cut input buying levels due to rising import costs and falling orders. In the meantime, employment grew for the fourth time in five months and at the quickest rate in over three years. However, backlogged orders increased again, with some firms reportedly facing fresh disruptions to supply chains from import curbs on the cost side. Purchase price inflation hit a 52-month high, reflecting weakness in the local currency while output prices quickened. Looking ahead, sentiment recovered slightly from October's series low. And a quick look at the market, WTI crude futures edged above $81 per barrel on Monday after OPEC Plus decided to maintain production at current levels as more Western sanctions on Russian oil are set to kick in while easing COVID curbs in China buoyed the demand outlook. OPEC Plus decided to stick to their existing policy of reducing oil output by 2 million barrels a day from November through 2023 as the group took stock of market developments, the European Union is set to ban most seaborne Russian oil imports from Monday, while the G7 agreed to impose a cap of $60 per barrel on Russian crude. The Deputy Prime Minister Alexander Novak condemned the cap and said that Russia was willing to cut output if needed. On the demand side, more Chinese cities, including Shanghai and Hangzhou, have dialed back COVID restrictions over the weekend, raising hopes that authorities are directing the country 
towards economic reopening that could boost energy demand. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit the website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at Ruth Adon.